Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Invincible Principle. I, as usual, are your secret origin uh, arch nemesis, Brennan. And to my right is my the, uh, always stumbling confidant. The watcher <laughs> who sits on the wall, whose name is Andrew. Welcome I'm to Andrew. the... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Invincible Principle. Uh, volume 7. Well, uh, this one is actually called Three Company. Three's Company. And I looked it up oh. so that we wouldn't say the wrong yeah, title. So we wouldn't get it. Yeah. Fucking wrong. Professionals. Yeah. This is the ice clink of my drink. <laughs> mm. You jerk. Um, yeah, so this volume starts out with a recap so, of volume fuck it. six. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's true. The uh, recap of the end of volume six, which is annoying. I'm yeah, getting tired yeah. of the recaps. It's true. Like I've noticed that like Kirkman has some of the largest dialogue bubbles when he's like summing up something for like a character, which that character is just the the, the view of the possible reader who hasn't read the other issues and is reading this for the first time. I think he yeah. like hadn't he just wasn't confident enough that like he had long time readers and just kept being like, Okay, hey, every other issue, I'm just gonna like tell people what's going on in the book. Just because they forget. Yeah, um, Cause he's like, oh, he here's my brother, this, and here's blah blah. He has this thing where anytime he's talking, like anytime two characters who haven't seen each other for like longer than a day are in a room, they fill each other in on what happened. Yeah. Since they last saw each other, which I mean, if you're reading it month by month, not a horrible thing. But since we're reading it consecutively, it's it a little tiring because like, yeah, he he's like, oh yeah, no, I had to go and do this, and you know. I had to go deal with this with this problem that led to this, and then his mom's like, "Oh yeah, Cecil is here, and we talked about this, 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 and this." Which I mean, we saw, but he didn't because he wasn't in the room. Yeah. But like, we hot, we saw that conversation. Like, he didn't need to know that, or we yeah. didn't need to see you telling him that. Is it bad that like I read this earlier today and I'm blanking on the first like chapter? What was it really about? It was like Mark is like talking to his mom. Yeah, and then they see him the and kid. Amber go to Africa. Yeah, like pretty quickly. Yeah, him and Amber go to Africa, like, right away. Like, he goes, um, he fills in his mom. Um, yeah, he did. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Gross. Sorry. I'm sorry, Debbie. Easy, I'm so right? sorry, Debbie. You're not a Targaryen? Uh, Chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we see a little bit of, um, Some um fucking court there, whatever. The little dude... That lives in a jar. Oh yeah, robot, robot. Yeah. Right, we the don't actually. Point. We don't actually. You were right. We don't actually know he's a robot yet. Yeah, bitch. I thought we <laughs> did. Apparently, we don't because, yeah, or like, they did. They just ignore it because he's clearly not robot. Yeah, he's like he keeps talking uh, about robot as like a companion mm-hmm. or like his like compatriot. Exactly. So you're like, because hmm. yeah. we're meant to think that he's some bad guy. Yeah. Like he's like some villain. You find he's like, I am not actually a bad guy. I am. Well, I think I jump in ahead because they come back to that later. But like, yeah. he, you're, you're meant to, I think, as a reader, think, like, is Robot the whole time? Like, one of those dudes? Yeah. You know, like, he's going to secretly turn out to be a bad dude. And then we're going to be like, oh, we got to fight him. Shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and but then, no, he's just a complicated, weird secret origin to a character that's pretty cool. Yeah. Which, that takes a huge leap forward this this volume. Yeah, I was happy to, because, like, in my head, I remember all this happening a lot earlier in Invincible, and I'm like, this is fucking volume seven. Yeah. Like, this is, like, two or three years into this book where you, like, Robot was a character, so, like, uh, you know. 
Yeah. I forgot how slow publication in comics could go. Like, this is still so early on in Invincible, but, like, I'm like, fuck, volume seven. What is this, like, issue, like, fucking, like, 37? Yeah. Like, this is a long time in, a co- in finally, comic land. This is forever into this fucking book. At the <laughs> yeah. end of at the end of this volume, we start to see some... We start to see some characters and creatures, and I'm like, oh, yeah. fucking fine. Like, think about it in comparison to, like, what thir- like volume 37 of fucking, like, Walking Dead would be at this point. Yeah. This is, like, into that book, you know? Yeah. We're, like... This is the like the chewing of the plot of Invincible, and I still feel like so much hasn't fucking happened yet. Yeah, like the first big major shit finally goes down in this book, which I won't jump to yet. But like, yeah, okay, they go to Africa. Yeah, <laughs> uh, actually, before that, we see um, we see the Guardians fighting. Cool, yeah, the villain yeah. from from one of the Brit volumes. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty neat. I was like, oh, Gambit and Lucio's baby. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, like, they're all just like, it's like, damn it, you had to fucking yell about the earpiece, now they got, yeah. oh, they got mine. And he's like, and they're all able to talk to each other anyway, they're like, oh, okay, shit, yeah. okay, I can't control it, I'm he so sorry. He just controls, yeah, he just controls their body, not their voices, it's so, like, really they can still talk to each other. Yeah, it's just pretty great. Um, and it's like, where's Invincible? And he's like, hey, did I get him? One sec. Like, yeah, he's just the dropping the rocks, which, how did that not kill him? Yeah, I would have been like the the gravity would have like fucking knocked him. Yeah, out, he's a super being because he's know. like five hundred feet up. Like whatever. Um, no. I just feel bad for like tossing. I feel bad for shrinking Ray because he's yeah. like he's like I'm almost there. I almost got him. And he's like, boom, he's he's like, like, oh, fuck. Right like yeah. fuck. Which doesn't really grow to any really other like. It's just like, like that's just it. There's no like oh he's gonna remember that. It's just sort of just like yeah. yeah. Um, there is there hair. is one panel that like zooms in on Shrinkeray's face and he looks all pissy. I think it's a red herring. I think it's like, yeah. like, in the back of my mind. I'm like, there's no like Shrinking Ray arc. Yeah, at even at all that I'm thinking about right now that even jumps out at me. Like, is he, is he even still alive? Yeah, like I don't even remember. You know, like that's how bad. Yeah, I'm how, like, I'm like, <laughs> is Shrinking Ray in the end of the book? I think. He might be. <laughs> I think he survives the whole time. Right? I'm like, is he even fucking there? <laughs> um, He's so small. <laughs> but after after the Guardians deal with uh, fucking Gambit and Lucio's love child, um, oh yeah, Mark goes to his Lucio uh, oh, apartment. Yeah, Lucio goes to his. Side note about Overwatch: What a strange little video game. Anyway, still good though. Very good. Yeah, still, good. still playing it. Still hate myself. Yeah. Riney, yeah. uh, Riney. I mean, I mean, fuck Bobby Kotick. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Exactly. It's the new fucking uh, name now. No, uh, oh, Bobby Kotick so. is like the CEO. Oh yeah, of, like Blizzard right. Activision. It's true. Also, uh, you're talking Jesse McCree. Yeah, yeah. Also, I forget what the new one is. Side note: You want to play StarCraft? There? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> oh, God, I told you Friday. Gaming's weird. Um, but no, uh, Mark goes back to his dorm, where William's there. Yeah, William. and William's all pissy. Okay, here's the thing too. William is still pissy. Yeah. In comic time, that guy has been an asshole for like a year. But like, okay, like when Mark left. He kind of William kind of seemed to to be like, oh, Rick was a runaway anyway. Yeah, he was like, just sort of like whatever really man, Rick's gone. And then he like gets all up Mark's ass for not like. That's <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> for like not being, <laughs> for not Whoa! being like using his powers to help me. He's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, yeah, he's like I'm not. I like... have super strength and super speed. I can't see through walls and stuff. Like, what am I supposed to do? It's true. And he's it's like super hearing. You can't just be like, oh. Yeah, and it's like, dude, like, what has William done? Sat on his ass. Yeah, like, I know it's been months since since we've seen William, but, like, what the fuck have you been doing, bro? That's true. (laughs) Like, go find your friend. I don't like William as a comic book character. I don't. Like, like, thinking back to it now, like, in the show, he's really likable because they changed him a great deal, but as a fucking comic book character, I'm like, 
Man, Kirkman probably realized how unlikable he was, which is why he takes a dramatic turn so like, quickly yeah. in the book. Or sorry, like, 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 or sorry, damn it. We've talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, he probably just changes them at a certain point. Yeah. Be like, oh man, this guy sucks. Like, like, who would have a friend like he that? He would be such, he would have been such a different and better character if he'd been out from the beginning. Yeah, you know, because then also, him as a character, like, going forward doesn't even really, like, make sense during those arcs. Yeah. Because it's just like, he wasn't gay when he was being written that way. Yeah. So... I don't know. I don't even think... I don't I actually don't even think, like, like a gay audience can read his character and be like, yeah, William Cockwell. Or Clockwell. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I mean... Like, I slip there, right? Which, yeah, I think so. But, like, in the show, sure, maybe, I yeah. guess. But, like, I don't know. I think Kirkman's overcorrecting with the TV show. He's kind of yeah, like, ah, and, and I kind of like him more being out, like... Yeah. From the beginning. And I think Kirkman just didn't know what to do with him, maybe... I don't think... Because um, they are hinting... There are hints um, throughout, like, especially in this volume, Amber hints pretty heavily that she thinks, like, William is not dating material. Yeah, it's true. You know? I think, isn't like Which is such a stupid, that? like, thing. Well, that and, like, when Amber... Actually, segue into the next part when he goes to... Um, he goes him and Amber go to Africa to, to see Africa um, and actually when he's like broaching the subject of going to Africa with Amber sure. Amber is talking about like she's all excited to go and then she's like oh Eve and talks about how she figured he was she was only dating William to get to him yeah yeah. and then like one of the comments she makes is like honest, who Eve's, else would Eve's be he's pretty hot okay yeah. But like he's Britta from Community, so that's right. Yeah. <laughs> she also says though, like, like she kind of always thought that that relationship was a sham. Yeah, kind of a sham. Yeah, and like I feel like even but that's being written more like Kirkman being or kind of kind of being like, oh, you know, it's just more hints that like Eve actually is in love with Mark. You know? Yeah, but where now always... he looks back and go, William's gay. <laughs> even with Eve too, though, like. Like Mark always seems so always seems so surprised that like they didn't have sex, and Eve kind of was like, "Well, yeah, like no, like yeah, yeah. like I think at this point, like William just wasn't maybe there. some people know and some people don't. Maybe some people have a theory that like maybe William's gay. Like, yeah, it turns out that later on because like Kirkman was like, I don't have any gay characters. I agree that mm. that might be spiced that way to yeah. us because we know. I do feel also like but, Kirkman was like he. Re I think he realized he wasn't super good at writing certain kinds of characters, and yeah. he ironed those kinks out. No pun intended. In Invincible, because in The Walking Dead, he like a lot of characters are pretty well written. Otherwise, like some maybe not so much, but like most are pretty are written pretty well. And there's a large variety of demographics that are in The Walking Dead. You know? Yeah. Um, what else was I gonna say here? Shit. I lost my point. I keep going. Uh, um, before they go see um, before Amber goes and talks to Mark okay. and stuff they um, they we see D.A. Sinclair Good, who's yeah. still on the loose which is like um, we see Rick Sheridan yeah, yeah. Miss, unless it, was it revealed last volume that Rick is like a cause I was like unless we forgot I don't remember like, but he does call him <laughs> Rick Sheridan in this yeah he's like Mark what he's like Rick's still missing he's like 
fuck Rick. And it's like Dick Sinclair's house. Yeah. He's like, hello, Rick Sheridan. And yeah. Rick is like, ah. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, mystery solved. Rick's fucked. In my notes, <laughs> in my notes, uh, I literally, literally say, well, I found him. Yeah, found Rick. He's yeah, not well, I found well. Rick. Um, he is, it might be too late for Rick. He might be kind of fucked. He's the first reanimator. Reanimator that works. That works functionally yeah, well. Works functionally, sheds functionally. a tear, which means Rick is still in there. Yeah, and he's pissed. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, then they all fuck off to Africa. Yeah, and they're like to the plains of Africa. All right, I'm done. Totally. Yeah, to uh, and like when we edit this. You happen, better then. kick in that song. Where it's like <laughs> to the plains of Africa. <laughs> um, we do right. see a neat. We do get a neat explanation of her powers. Yeah, we should talk about how she like has been practicing and stuff. I kind of like a poop joke though. Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, Kirkman, you just got this good moment going between these two characters, and there's yeah. less chemistry, and you're writing a female character well. You're, in fact, writing two female characters kind of well right now. And then you make a shit joke. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn it, Kirkman! Yeah. Like, Ooh, fucking comic nerds! And a <laughs> Yeah, um, he's trying. He's giving it a good go. But yeah, and then, like, that, I found that part really neat um, to see, like, how she's actually managed to go from, like, building pink walls to like taking a handful of leaves and making it into a coffee cup full of coffee to making a kick-ass fucking window bungalow house yeah that house looks so cool I kept thinking too I was like why didn't she just fucking become a realtor like don't even like like don't even like worry about the fact of hiding that she's a superhero just be like I'm a superhero that will make you a house yeah pay me to make you houses yeah she'd be rich yo yeah fuck why did she not do that Yep. Like make make superhero homes. Tailor well, to even, clients that are your fucking colleagues. Make get them to pay you make their homes. Why is she not a realtor? Yeah. What the fuck? Well, especially because she can like like she's able, like the first thing I do would be building people's homes. Like she does with food, she can like have things have the different chemical properties of something else but look like something else. Like yeah. the cake that had like all the nutritional value of broccoli. She's like, and like none of the calories of cake that yeah. still tasted like cake. Like she could go to like some like some area and be like, look at all this dirt, all this dirt and grass. Let's repurpose this into a giant house. Yeah. You know. Anyway. Um. But then that's clearly like when I first read this as a kid, I was like, man, it kind of sucks. She's not like being a superhero by a kid. I mean, my early twenties. <laughs> and now as an adult, I'm like, you could be a realtor anyway. <laughs> yeah. You could <laughs> be a realtor. <laughs> shows how much you could be an I'm architect trying. to the heroes. So you can make such a fucking mint. Eve, grow um, up. But then after the, I sound like her dad. Yeah. <laughs> after the after the conversation about her powers, they have uh, a multi-page conversation multi-page. of her telling, basically her telling Invincible <laughs> that he deserves like a super-powered partner, yeah, like romantic partner, who is like it's your D and D title. You are <laughs> sorry. All right. Um, multi-page. I am the multi-page. Or is literally a multi-page it's conversation. Awesome. No, it's fun. It it's takes fun. place over multiple pages. Who are you? I am the multi-page. Um, but it's, it's basically her being like Amber's a human. Yeah, like, that seems humans to be a suck. Theme. <laughs> and like that seems to be a theme Kirkman has in this book, where it's like, look, like yeah. you know, you can date someone, but like if you date that person, they're gonna have to always sort of play second fiddle to the, your life, which yeah. is being a superhero, and then like. Oh man, it's gonna segue. This is gonna be a good point to segue into. But like, you know, it's like she does deserve like a, a partner on his level, right? Yeah. You know, and then they go down and they talk to Amber, and like things are all cool, and like you see that 
Adam, or Eve's making the breakfast and shit. Before I segue off here, though, but, like, what's your point before we go to the next Oh, bit? well, like, um, like, she has that conversation. One of the biggest takeaways in that conversation for me was, like, the don't look up part. Yeah. Like, she's, like, one of those people that doesn't look up. And then, yeah. like, she just happens to look up probably because she, like, she said, heard them talking. Who the fuck you guys And then are? Mark is, like, and the monk's like, oh, yeah, she's only yeah. sometimes. Look, she's different. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, like, the whole village attack thing, which I don't know if that's where you were going No, next. but that's okay. Let's go. Um, because that's the segue I was thinking. That was perfect, though. Because um, my segue isn't that, but it's going to be perfect. Yeah, because right after that, the, they go to check out, like, the nearby village. Mm-hmm. And it, they, there's, like, this herd of wildebeest. The stampede. Yeah. Yeah. It's a stampede. So then even Mark um, snap into action. So yeah, and like he has to like whisk her back to the house super quick. And she's like all freaking out because she can't breathe and stuff. And then she seems all huffy that like he had to leave to like save people. Yeah. Um, and that kind of like kind of proves Eve's point a little bit. Like, yep. like Amber can't hang. That's true. That's yeah. totally true, right? It's like almost like showing instead of telling. But the other point too is like and I'm gonna I'm basically gonna segue to the next bit kind of oh yeah like, no go ahead basically like they're having a lot of conversations about how like you know like superheroes should date superheroes because they can understand each other's life you know and like Lois playing second fiddle to that kind of job and that and they sit down and they're like you know Eve's like making brunch and she's repurposing a bunch of atoms to make like these amazing dinners and stuff and they're talking they're having a great time and then Marcus this reassurance from Amber that's like so like you're having a good time right and she's like oh, I'm having an amazing time like this is great and he gets this like you know this sort of moment to be like you know this is gonna work like, maybe Amber like really is the right one which we yeah. all say to ourselves the first one yeah. you know what I mean that first love that one's always tough because then I'm gonna segue to the next the big fucking reveal but like then he gets a phone call right a mysterious phone yeah. call and he immediately like becomes in an urgent state and uh, he's gotta be like Amber I gotta go Eve can get her back to the mainland whatever I gotta go and it's like yeah that's cool and he fucking bolts and like all the training he's been doing up till now he heads back to the house because he has been uh He's been invaded. <laughs> He's been invaded as he sees that his mom and his new brother uh, are uh, under the fucking... What am I trying to say here? They're um, being held captive by Angstrom Levy. Yeah. The guy we thought was... No, not not thought was dead, but was definitely, like, yeah, disfigured well, he was all fucked up, yeah. But, like, to more double down on the point I was trying to make, is, like, the theme of this book seems to be that, like, you know, you your partner should be someone that can handle themselves also as well, right? And, like, yeah. Debbie, for instance, is a woman that, like, that, like... Nolan married because she was different than everyone else, right? As far as he could tell, like, she was someone that could handle this life. And, like, Debbie knows what it's like to be married to a superhero, right? And so I think to further double down on the point that Kirkman's making about how it's like this is a dangerous life and that, you you know, your partner should be someone that understands that. I mean, he has to rush back home to take care of his mom, who's not a superpowered person, you know? Yeah. And, like, immediately take care of a crisis, which, like, if Debbie was, say, a hero, like a superhero, other than being the hero that she is because Debbie's grace is a fucking <laughs> saint... You know what I mean? He wouldn't be as worried because Eve could take care of herself for a minute. You know what I mean? She's been under, like, you know, under the guise of that. So, like, where Amber wouldn't. Yeah. You know? Amber would need help. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you know, to double down on that. I've said, I've said double down a lot. Double down, like, five times. We're yeah. not being... Uh, the word of the day is... No. <laughs> I'm going to say, we're not being sponsored by KFC here, Chilling. <laughs> but those... That makes sense. KFC essential, sponsor us. Seven essential <laughs> herbs and spices. Is it seven? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and then we enter one of my favorite, like, basically skirmishes in all the fucking Invincible, where he fights Angstrom Levy for the like, basically the first time. Yeah. Which is fucking dope. Yeah, one of my one of my notes for this fight is fight portals, Mark. Yeah. 
Um, well, he knows he can't like really physically take him. But he's, yeah. he hasn't tested it out yet. He's become as powerful as some gen like dimension has given him the abilities to be. Yeah, he's, like, well, he's been to a couple main. of dimensions that like, like he says in his in his monologue at this point. Like, well, first of all, like he's there because he blames Mark yeah. for his disfigurement, which we all know is. Sh- yeah. Was that last volume, or was that uh, two volumes ago? I think that was two volumes ago. Okay, so yeah, Angstrom like, was the guy who could go in and out of a bunch of different dimensions, and so he wanted to get yeah. all of the different versions of himself into one place so he could combine all their consciousnesses, wait, consciousnesses together so he could see... Yeah, I'm every- not pulling a Kirk when you're recapping it. Well, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> the experiment to do so, which he employed the Moloch to do, didn't go well. Invincible was there to try and shut it down, and he blames Invincible for that, even though it was clearly him who intervened. So. Yeah. Angstrom Levy, is, it's his own fault. But, like, he blames Invincible. Because yeah. that's what and everyone who is disfigured and has weird brain vein. The first four panels of Angstrom, would say. The first four pages of Angstrom Levy being there is him describing exactly that. Yeah. Could you um, imagine getting, like, punched in the arm if you were that guy? You'd, like, you'd be, like, getting a piece of your brain hit. You'd be like, oh! Yeah, well, you know? during his monologue, he, may, like, he mentions that, like, he's been to multiple dimensions to, like, try to fix it, and he can't. Um, one thing that I didn't notice or didn't take away until this like this read through is um when Angstrom's holding Oliver um which by the way that's what they name him that's what they name his brother it's Oliver Ollie yeah well uh, he's not named at this point but it's Ollie is is Oliver uh, they name him by the end of the volume yep Um, spoiler it's Oliver I don't care it's Oliver it happens in 10 pages Mark's super well (laughs) Mark's little brother but yeah, no. When he's holding him, super cute. Little he's um, he mentions how this, how that's the only reality that he's in. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was neat. He's like, I've seen you in many realities, where most of which your your identity is revealed, which means you're sloppy. But yeah. I've never seen this before. Like forty percent of them, he, yeah. his identity. Is so in the prime reality, Oliver exists. Yeah, that's kind of how I like to see. It. Like in our prime reality. Yeah. Not saying that our reality is like the like reality, yeah. but it's the one that our, our narrative exists in, and like yeah. that one Oliver exists. The one where uh, the reality where he has a brother is yeah. our reality. It shows you that maybe that like Oliver is the signification that this reality is like a is like an anomaly. Yeah, you know because this is also the reality that like the prime Angstrom Levy exists is, is from. Yeah, and that and he's the only one who can teleport. Yeah, that Angstrom Levy, which like it does like bring forward the fact that like Angstrom Levy is like like Invincible has many like villains in the book but Angstrom is definitely one of his like prime nemesis that like this is like the prime reality because this is the only one where he has his yeah, brother exactly um, and then he starts getting kicked through portals and, oh hey look there's Dr. Octopus in yeah. one of them oh he's the walking dead yeah <laughs> he's clearly in I do, I do look he clearly like, gets kicked into the Marvel universe because like you see, like, Spider-Man's leg, and he, like, slams into a person, and he's like, Sorry, I'm new in this dimension! Yeah, like, uh, and it's clearly Dr. Octopus. Yeah, he also clearly goes to the DC universe, too, because he's just like, So wait, Later, you, yeah. you, you, you call yourself a... And you dress up as a bat? And, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of lazy. You know, I've already had this conversation, like, twice today. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, no, then he, uh, he hops in... He ends up back in oh. their home dimension, in, like, the prime dimension. And then, like... I like how he catches Angstra, though. You see his head, like, boop, yeah. and he's like, fuck you! <laughs> but before he does that, um, they're talking about why he's after him. And, like, you have to remember at this does point... Does he, like, fight a bunch of Red He's Hulks? gaslit by the Maulers. Yeah. That's why he thinks, like, Invincible is the one that caused him to be all deformed. It's true. he thinks he's... He thinks it's Invincible's fault, but Mark tells him, he's like, dude, like... 
the maulers that you summoned were beating me to death and you pulled the thing off to try to save me, which is what happened. And he tried to pull it off too soon and that's what fucked him up. And then the maulers caught him out, like were the ones to like pull him out. Yeah. And were like, oh yeah, no, Mark Grayson Invincible, he's the one who fucked you up. So that's why he's like after Mark. That's why he's after him. And then and then he throws him into the dimen- into various dimensions. He just starts kicking him through dimensions. That's true. And we see like He's clearly in the Walking Dead one. Which is cool. Um, and then Angstrom, while he's doing this, while we see are getting, like, intersperses of Mark in other dimensions, like, like you said, there's the DC one. Um, there's probably a bunch that I don't know that are yeah. like, proper. But I know he's in Conan for one of them. He appears in one future one with, like, there's some dead people around. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but yeah. it's something. It's a reference to something that Kirkman's like, yeah, 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 yeah. but I have no idea. Yeah. But then, the while this is all for, happening... The zombie one, I forgot the zombies were so colorful. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that's neat. Because like, this is the first time we see Walking Dead in color. Yeah, and I was like, neat. Yeah. Neat. Except they're currently releasing it, like re-releasing it in color, I think. Oh, look at all that money they're going to make. Yeah, I know. I will probably I, check that out a little bit. I was out. I, um, Walking I like Dead is black better in black and white. Yeah. Um... But yeah, no. While he's dimension hopping, like from from Walking Dead dimension, I actually really like his interaction with Batman. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I think that's pretty funny. It's pretty great. Um, Cause I told Atrium, he's been doing this for a while. He's a little annoyed. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. Like, he mentions at one point that he's like, when he's sitting around the campfire with a bunch of dudes, he mentions how he's like, he doesn't even see Angstrom living anymore. He just like goes portal, portal, portal. 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 He's like, I don't even see my mom. I don't know if she's yeah. there. It's like, I don't know if Oliver's there. It's like, damn it. And he's got to try to figure out how to trick him. But, like... Exactly. He's, like, just going to wait. Like, while he's doing this, like, Angstrom's having this, like, weird conversation with um, with Debbie that just, like... I was just, like, skip. <laughs> a little <laughs> bit, yeah. Line, like, I don't give a fuck about Angstrom's, like... I think it's kind of, like... He's it's like, all about how he's, like, so much more powerful than her. Yeah, he's like he's that. monologuing, and he's kind of mansplaining, and Debbie's kind of just, like, another one of these chuckle fucks. Like, the thing yeah. that gets me this so much is that, like, like the fight... Okay, wait. Yeah, let's get to the fight. Sorry. Yeah, and, I mean, that's what it is. Like, it's... it's and then, like, she, she makes a play for something and, like, breaks her arm... Yeah, that was like, I was like, oh, fuck. You know, I yeah. forgot he's an asshole like that. And then, like, when he tricks him, finally. Oh, I get, love that. Yeah, and you see, like, Angstrom sort of just peek his head and be like, do you see him? And then, like, Mark just fucking grabs him. And he's like, that's the smartest thing. He does not let go. And, yeah. Like, just, they zip through a bunch of portals. Eventually, they get to this, like, desolate, futuristic fucking, like, well, realm. Well, even before that, like, he first gets him home. And then, like, we actually see, like, a little bit of, like, his explosive, like, Vultramite like ability because he just like he sees like his mom's broken arm and like for him it's been days if not weeks yeah of this which I mean he did want to work out it's true so it's true this I is mean, a workout he, he was ready for this fight which is actually enough and, like he's gonna probably from this point forward be like I need to always be fucking ready cause like what if these people come again like other people other villains like yeah. have been like just waiting for the moment to pop out you know yeah, but the minute he sees his mom's like broken arm he just fucking loses it and, like, puts Angstrom, like, through the house. Yeah. Which yeah. is, like, something Mark definitely, we've known Mark has definitely been capable of, but not something we've seen him do. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Like, he just instantly loses it. Like, yeah. it's so, it's so intense. Okay, and then but... that's when they start falling through dimensions. Yeah. And and then they get trapped in, in that future one. Yeah, which I feel like is just, like, the fucking, like, end of 
human time or like the end of Earth's fucking time before it gets eradicated by the sun. I feel like yeah. that's where that is. It's like a like five to seven hundred year span just before it gets like burnt out. Some desolate wasteland. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, there's no life on this planet or else like or else Mark would have probably eventually taken the time to zip around and find it. Yeah. Which he doesn't really, but like But anyway. why can't he uh, why can't he just get Angstrom to take him home, right? That's true. Alright, sorry, yeah. So they yeah, they get there, they start Throwing some bows, but then Mark just sort of like lays them out. <laughs> yeah, just sort of just puts them down, like just puts them the fuck down. Yeah, he, which like they don't even show him. Like the amount of damage Mark is just pummeling into him. It's like they don't they don't even cut to see like what's left of him. Clearly, there's nothing left of him. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, he's like he's like I think I killed him. And it's like clearly there's like pieces of head not there anymore. So yeah, like. like his fists are like pretty fucking bloody. And like, he's covered in blood. Yeah. So he's just like, "Oops, I did the thing you don't do as a hero. I fucking killed him." Yeah. Well, I mean, he's killed people before. Yeah. No, he has. He has. <laughs> he feels. He's like, "Oh no, shit!" Like I the think first... he's more or less thinking, "Like fuck, he's dead, so I can't get home." Yeah. I'm stuck here. Yeah. That's where he's. That's where his shock is. Is like, "Fuck, I'm yeah, bone." He's like, um, "How do I get out of here? I'm fucked." Because <laughs> yeah, like. The first villain he ever faces, like his high school teacher, he kills him. He straight up kills him. That's true. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, he, he just throws just, him off into the air and watches him explode. <laughs> oh, I will say, way at the end of this fucking volume, the pact, that little pact thing that comes out, sir, I know I'm, I'm veering off, but I did skim it at the end. Doc Seismic's in there. Oh, really? I was like, it's Doc Seismic. That's funny. Which this technically does take place at a certain point because he's like, see volume 10 or issue 10 of Invincible where Doc Seismic gets like thrown into the center. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, this is what happens to that guy? This like C list team called the Pact is there and Invincible's like, oh, hey, what's going on? I'm in a bigger book, so I'm trying to amp you guys up for sales. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back to this. Um, He's stuck that's in this funny. I'm surprised that Doc Seismic showed up. Um, it's like the last time he does ever, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and then once once Mark realizes he's stranded, then we cut back to little Mutato um, finally getting his clone. We see little a little Rex oh, yeah. explode, climb out of a chamber, and then... He kills himself? I actually always kind of like sort of weirdly like this where it's like he yeah. realizes that the clone will will just be a clone. It will be his perfect copy. Yeah. With like obviously with a new body but like that he would have to die. There's no consciousness transferring which I've always thought about that kind of too with this kind of subject matter in either like either games or movies or whatever that like when you clone yourself the original is gone. You're dead. Yeah. Like there's no like there's no being immortal and living on, you know what I mean? It's like you're done. Yeah. And that always irked me. That always irked me a bit. Where I was like, well, then you're just like you're dead. Yeah, um like you only get one life. There's no like it's not like a video game. You don't just come back. Like in Borderlands, if you die, you get this is a weird example for this. In Borderlands, if you die, you you like get digitally recreated from one of those checkpoints. Yeah. Like, the original you's been dead for a long oh, time. Yeah. Oh yeah, and like that's that fuck fuck me up. Anyway, all right, that's. Um, it. So I, I know you're not. I know you're not much of a Star Trek guy, <laughs> but that's um, kind of a theory behind their teleporter. Oh yeah, the original's gone. Is that yeah? Is that the original is disintegrated while you're making a copy of the other one? Yeah, um, that's fucky. Yeah, and like uh, no one could prove it because the other one would be like, oh, I'm fine. But this one, this case is a little different though because like the air burns him. Right, like he can't exist outside of his little yeah his so chamber. He so would he's never. Like, he doesn't want to live. Yeah, and he would never be able to. He would then just envy the clone for living fuller than him. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was a symbolic like the old me dies. Really, the old me dies, but the new you like exists. Yeah, but it's him. It's not like it's there's some ulterior motive. It's it's him. 
you know? Yeah. So, that's And kinda... then that is when we find out that he was robot. Yeah. All yeah. along. Yeah, he's like, I am robot, and this is not the first animatron. It's like, the, I built to fight you guys, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I actually really liked that part, because he, like, uses, like, robot, like, a robot, at still pretending to be an individual. Yeah. To, like, take him out in the mall, and he's just wreck him. And they're like, haha. And he's like, dude, yeah. like, I've been stuck in that chamber since I was, like, two. Like, this isn't the first automaton I've made, and this isn't the first one I made to fight you. And then the door slides open, and, like, this massive, like, four-armed, like, robot... Hulk Smasher. Just yeah, like, like so? Hulk, yeah, Hulk Smasher version of robot armor comes yeah. out. Which is pretty cool. And then I just love the look on the Mauler's faces. And just like, shit. <laughs> and then, like, kind of the... So then Mark, after that... And then it cuts back, back to, to Mark, yeah. yeah he gets... He's a, he's walking along. He's all fucked up, and he's like, "Shit, I'm stuck in this dimension. And what am I gonna do?" And blah blah blah. And then like, the fucking MacGuffin League shows up. Yeah. Like, I, where the I, Guardians from 15 years in Mark's future show up? Right. Like, it's like what the. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So then they just appear, and it's like old Eve, and then some characters that if you had read Brit or any of these other books, you might have seen, or if you fucking read Capes, yeah, you know exactly who Kid, Kid Thor's Thor there, and fucking knockouts, knockouts there. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I like these characters. I know these people. Interesting. <laughs> right? And so, you know, they show up and they're like, we've been looking for you for 15 years, blah, blah, And Mark, you know, tell her how you feel, all this other shit. Yeah, well, and like, they show back. up, they show up and they're from 15 years of Mark's future. Yeah. And they're like, dude, like, we've been looking for you. We're gonna, we have enough time machines that we can send you back to the point where you left. Yeah. Because, like, like, you need to go back because, like, our Earth is fucked without you. It's true. It's like the Earth we you left 15 years ago is in rough shape. It's like, yeah. oh, man. And then I love how they're just like, okay, go, hurry up before we tell you, accidentally tell you stuff that would change the future. Yeah. And yeah. then Eve is just like, oh, hey, I've loved you, like, since I met you. Like, you should totally, like, let myself know. Yeah. Let young me know whether or not you actually like her and stuff. And that just, like, pops his little brain. Well, that's the cool thing, too, because then, like, she's like, did you miss that part where, like, I said don't reveal big information? He's like, shut up, Rex. <laughs> it was like... It's yeah. Like, Robots After March left, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of like, if you didn't then have the next, vault, like, issue to read, if you had to wait another month, you'd be like, what? Yeah. What is fucking happening? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and then Mark gets back. Uh, and it cuts to um, the truth. It cuts to the guardians, to Cecil and the guardians, and robots come clean about everything. Yeah, like there's no like, oh, we'll see how this unravels. This yeah. is a big like hook. It's like now he's just like, what's up? Oh. This had some of the biggest laugh out loud moments for me though when it came to Rex explode. Rex was like, what the? Yeah. Fuck? Well, poor Rex. He's like he's looking like, at a miniature version of himself. Yeah, it's like after a bunch of explanations and some people confused, mostly Rex. And you just see that like yeah. shot in the back where he's looking at the kid with this like ghost face of like, what the fuck yeah. is going on? Why does he look like me? He looks. Why does no yeah. one care that he looks like me? I care that he looks I'm like me. I'm super impressed that That's he, like, weird. <laughs> I'm super impressed that he, like, straight up tells Monster Girl, too. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, I did this for you. Like, I chose this body. Like, I don't love you. I'm not crazy. Yeah. But, like, he I did picked that. this body so that I could get closer to you and it wouldn't feel weird. And, like, we could get to know each other and see what happens yeah. and stuff. It's just, like, you could, he did that classic, like, dude that's like, oh, I like this chick, but I know that she'll know that I like her if I do this move. So I could come with a different reason to explain it. But really, I like her. Yeah. Because at the end, he's like, ha-ha, yeah, plan two. two. Like, I was like, you horny little fucking goblin. You got your new sexy body. You're going to get up in that business, that, that fucking orc business. Sorry, I'm done. Sorry. Yeah. I'm very lonely. <laughs> and then I feel like I feel like the book pretty much from the time Mark gets back to the time it's done 
is like recap. A little bit, yeah. Have you noticed that? Is like okay, one thing. Last thing I gotta say before we like complain though. Sorry, <laughs> is that like the part of this book that gets me too is the fucking spread you get with Debbie hugging Mark, where she's like, "It's okay." I've lived through worse. Yeah. It haunts me to this day. Because uh, I even remember that standing out when I read it the first time, like years back. And even now, it's like, man, Debbie has probably been through some fucking shit. Yeah, I mean, we've seen her live through worse. Yeah. Like, but also, Nolan, like, way worse than that. Yeah. But like, how many times do you think that she was kidnapped by someone trying to hurt Nolan and oh, she was yeah. abused because of that? It's like, that's fucked. Yeah. No wonder yeah, she drinks, man. Yeah, no wonder she has a drinking problem. Yeah. Debbie Grayson is a fucking badass, okay? Yeah. She just, like, takes it. She's just, like, broken arm. She's like, it's cool, Mark. We're good. Everything's fine. I've lived through worse. Like, I could tell in her mind, she was just like, I need, like, a stiff fucking drink. Yeah. <laughs> like, I... Debbie's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, the rest of this book is, like... Recap. Oliver's tutor shows up, and, like, what again, if- we get another... C- we get yeah. another volume six recap, and then Mark goes to see Art... Which, Which cool. I really liked that conversation. Yeah, I that really conversation liked that whole bit legitimately was like all recap. I don't care. I liked it. Like it's a recap of his relationship with Adam and with Adam yeah, and Eve. And we, with get to see, we get to see him and, and our and our talk though, and they like get to be like like basically this is the other father figure he has to have in his life, and it's kind of nice. Yeah, I'm just getting tired of the recaps. Yeah, I know. I think I appreciate that like. Kirkman thinks like doesn't want people to lose information, but like I'm really glad this recap theme that he has is not carried over into like Walking Dead. Yeah, because I swear to fuck, I would not have been such a, a gigantic like fucking Walking Dead fan if it would have been if it would have read like this that every fucking carry, time. This doesn't stick around in Invincible either, thank God. Yeah, as we go, he trusts that the audience is like you know who Invincible is, you know what he's doing. Yeah, from the from the back like bit of this book, I think the. The biggest thing that I took away, or the coolest part that I liked, is Art giving him uh, Nolan's earlier like sci-fi attempts, which are literally just his diaries from space that he yeah. tried to print. Which the the like short blurb for each one, I did not read those. I skimmed those. That's yeah. I was like, no, because they explain this in comic form later. Yeah, but oh, yeah. exactly. But we see we see some characters and stuff there that come like back. Space and, writer, like space writer. Yeah, his fucking name is. Um, but I think it's really cool that like. This is where the first time we see Space Rider and like I guarantee we you hear him be... fighting creatures that like actually hurt him and Mark's like, Oh my god, like he wrote down things that hurt him. Yeah. Space if Space Rider's this is character's name too? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. or Space Racer. No, Space Rider. It's Rider? Okay, so anyway. If pretty it, sure I'm like yeah, if and when that character sure. shows up in the Invincible cartoon, I don't know. I could put money in the fact that Norman Reedus will voice that character. Norman Reedus. He's a space biker with a gun. He's probably Norman Reedus. Yeah, but this isn't fucking Lobo. Like whatever. This is like new gods fuck the Lobo in the face. Fine, it'll be Keanu Reeves. Get fucked. (laughs) I I agree. It'll be Andrew Lincoln. It'll be Andrew Lincoln. Fuck you in your mouth, Paul. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Sorry. You know, you know. I don't think Andrew Lincoln's doing anything else right now because those dead movies just fuck aren't happening. Oh God. I don't, anyways, that's as as segueing to Walking Dead makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little mini episode in the future. We yeah. when actually, yeah, okay. The only other thing, the only th- other thing that we should mention that happens in this book is uh, we see a little bit of um, the Martian. Oh yes, yeah. Shapesmith. Various, we see various like little snippets of him throughout the whole book until finally we see the first appearance. Of a new superhero named Shapesmith. Oh yes, 
who jumps from like body who jumps like from form to form of the guardians when he's taking out like the serpent squad or whatever the fuck they're called. That's true, eh? Yeah, that's the first time we see him, and um, I don't know if they mention him again, but I mean, I'm sure they mention him again, but they didn't like really give him a name or anything besides Shave Smith, so yeah, and he just back in. He's like, and he's so cool. like three pages of the whole book, I think. Well, yeah, but he, he actually becomes a pretty bigger character. Oh yeah, which is cool for sure. That's why we should mention him. But yeah, that, that's the book. That's in a nutshell. Man. Yeah, that was uh, Invincible Volume Seven. You know, which I gotta say, like, I'm gonna give like an outstanding fucking award here, personally, appreciation for Ryan Otley just like spit shining the goldness that his art. Oh God, yeah. Like, this is like invin- Like as I was reading this, I was like, oh yeah, this is like where Otley is fully embraced that this is his fucking book now. Yeah, yeah. Like, we are we're at full Otley now. Yeah, and it's awesome. Like it is like this is the Invincible I remember. Yeah. Because all of the fucking fights and all of the fucking sh- it's all so well fucking intricately drawn after this like. Like there's a big fight coming up pretty soon, and that, yeah. and like I know it's drawn pretty damn exquisitely. So yeah, and um, I mean, like for me, for me, like the art from the beginning to end of this book is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, like the writing, to, yeah, is a little is a little rough. And like Tighten I would say, the first couple, the first couple, like the first issue, like where they're in Africa, chapter, eh, <laughs> no, whatever yeah. issue, yeah. is all right. Um, for me, this volume really picks up. Like is really the Angstrom fight. Yes, that's the tipping point of this fucking thing. Like, and that's the best thing. Like yep. the bookends are, I, I'm not a big fan of. I'd say um, the middle part is like the yeah. best. I'd say this has like the biggest payoff so far of Invincible as a as a as an arc or as like a character. Or sorry, wow, what I'm trying to say here is a comic book. It's like right now we've had like a lot of setup leading towards Angstrom showing up, and like you yeah. know why he's there. There's a lot of emotion behind this fight. I dig it. It's like everything has kind of come together up to this. This is the first big battle yeah. since since Nolan and him fought. Yeah, yeah. You know? Especially on especially on Earth. Yep. So this is the biggest like changer of the game for him. Yeah. Because now he's going to take into consideration that there are on Earth offenses that can hurt him. That privilege has been put into is actually been put like yeah kind of tested. Is actually starting to get tested. Yeah. It's not like he just has to be Earth's fucking like like protector. In the sense that, like, everything on Earth is under his belt that he's totally got to cover. It's like, he really has to pull his socks up and actually train. Yeah, it's like he realized with his father there, he realized that he, like, actually has to, like, he has to put effort in. Like, Mm -hmm. he has to start working out. He has to start pushing his powers. He has to start, you know, he's... He, his world is growing, so he needs to become more powerful. Yeah, that responsibility is caught up with him, you know. Yeah. It's a job. But yeah, that's um, it. That's about it for this uh, for this volume for me. Yeah, same here, same here. To be honest, I, I I'm like looking forward now to reading more of like where Invincible goes now because like now I feel like the book gets to gets to be more of the Invincible I remember. Yeah, you know I think all the introductions are over. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's uh, this is definitely starts becoming more of the book that we know. Yep. Um, and I think uh, from here on out, it's. Uh, I'm hoping they stray from this constant recap soon. Yeah, I think Kirkman, I think, gets even... I think his writing tightens up after this, because <laughs> it must, because I don't remember yeah. being like this forever. Yeah, me yeah. neither. Um, but yeah, uh, join us next time for Volume 8, which I think is called My Favorite Martian. Ooh! See you guys next time on Invincible Principle. See you next time. Same bat hours... 